The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you, and you can be part of the show as well. one 736 736 is the Just Quality Home Improvements open line or text in 0427-154-166. Men's, uh, you've got a new topic coming up, a new segment coming up as well. We're going to speak to someone very shortly, uh, but you... You've got a new segment called Top of the Tree. Yes, I do. I mentioned I was very excited about this off the top of the show. Uh, and so really looking forward to the power rankings. It's my top of the tree, Australian sports. So I'll Ooh. delve into it a little bit more once we get to it. But it is one of my favourite new segments that we have. Let's get to our next guest. Uh, thanks to Tire Power. Holiday getaway sale is on with huge value on selected Falcon passenger and SUV tyres. From the Adelaide United Football Club, it's Ryan Kiddo. Welcome to Sports Day, Ryan. How you going, guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on. Um, I just wanted to ask you, what did the team take away from the draw against the victory last weekend? Yeah, a lot of experience. I think for our young group to play in front of a hostile environment, I think that's invaluable experience for our for our players and something they'll be able to uh, take with them moving forward to, to grow as players and and obviously, we didn't, we weren't at our best that night, but to come away with a point is also something uh, very positive as well. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting game, very fiery, but um, yeah, we're very happy to take away the point. The rivalries always are very fiery, between, particularly between the victory and United. Uh, you mentioned it; they, they had 22 shots. Adelaide United had the 12 shots. We've had a couple of really good wins to start the season. Is this the toughest opponent uh, by far that we've faced so far? I think uh, they just brought the intensity from the start and uh, we probably weren't able to match it early and they gained momentum and then their crowd was behind them and we probably, as an inexperienced group, needed to recognise that we're on the back foot and maybe try and take some of the sting out of the game. But um, to our boys' credit, we hung in there. We were able to still be in the game at half-time and I think the second half was a big improvement, albeit they, they did go down to 10 men. Um, but I think we did... Uh, lift the tempo in the second half and obviously got the reward with the goal. Certainly did get the reward. I mean, that goal came four minutes before they did go down to 10 men. So you mentioned that you, you played some really good uh, soccer in the second half. Ibusuki scored in the 59th minute. It must be nice to see him hit the back of the net. Uh, we know what he can potentially do and hopefully this year we might see a little bit more of it. Yeah, definitely. He's a very important play for us. Uh, brings great experience. And he got his reward for the first three weeks. Uh, I think he put in a lot of hard work for the team. He plays an important role to stretch the line and also to hold the ball up. And some days he, you know, might not be able to hit the next. He might not get that chance. But um, he, credit to him, he kept persisting and was able to get his reward this game and make sure we came home in the point. One player who's been extremely important to uh, your good start to the season is uh, the man in goal, Joe Gauchy. He's having uh, probably his best season, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, he's he's an amazing talent, Joe, and he's still only 23, so he's got so much growth, and he's got his recognition and well-deserved call-up to the Socceroos as well today. So that's wonderful. We're extremely proud of him, and he knows it's uh, just the start, and he's he works hard every single day. So um, I think... Joe can achieve anything he wants to. He's 
a very good character and a very good player and was very important for us in that last game against Victory. Yeah, he was, he's been outstanding and uh, yeah, great to see him get the call up for Australia. I think everyone knew that that was going to happen. But I just want to ask you, you've been away from the club. Sorry, you went away from the club for a couple of years and you've been at the club since 2016. You had a short stint with the Jets. What's the biggest change to the club in the, that you've seen in the last couple of seasons? I think in the last couple of seasons, it's just been the consistency. Um, we've been able to keep the same core group players and obviously um, had Carl as a coach as well. So things have been very consistent in the last couple of years and we've been able to build as opposed to, you know, maybe changing coach and changing personnel and, and starting again. So I think that's been really good. Um, we've got a clear identity as a, as a club and we're like opportunities to young South Australians while still being successful. So I think the, the club has a really clear vision and um, under Carl's control, we'll, we'll keep pressing in that direction. Just further from that, Ryan, your career, Bond's touched on it in terms of coming back to Adelaide United and being there since 2016. Was last year your best season at the club? You, you played 30 games, you kicked the six goals, which you've only batted once in your career at Adelaide United. So would you have put down last year as your best season to date? Um, yeah, I think it was probably the first time Yeah, I was probably consistently playing week in, week out. Um, so it was definitely an enjoyable season and probably scored a few more goals from the defence than I, than I expected to. So hopefully I can go again this year and match that. But um, yeah, I think it's my form and enjoyment around football has been centred around Cole and, and the environment he's created and I've really been able to you know, just get back to basics and just enjoy the game and enjoy it for what it is. So I'm extremely grateful for that. We're chatting with LA United's Ryan Kiddo. Ryan, on to Sydney FC this week. Uh, they are sitting bottom of the table. It's not what you'd expect from Sydney FC with zero wins, zero draws and three losses after their three games. Uh, is it just they've got a much more weakened team this year or they just haven't been able to get the results so far? I think it just hasn't. They haven't been able to get the results on paper they are uh, a very good team and they've departed with their with their coach this week um so we know that there's going to be as it normally is when these things happen there's going to be a, a lift in intensity and potentially a new game style on players playing for their for their spots so um i don't think you can really take the first three weeks anymore with sydney uh, uh, they're a big club and they know what they want to achieve and I think we'll see a lift in intensity uh, this week from them. So we're really looking forward to the challenge. It certainly will be a lift in intensity. What's, what's your thoughts, Ryan, on that? Three games into the season and uh, Steve Corica has been sacked effectively. I mean, we know that Sydney FC, their expectations are very high, but that's a, is it a little bit premature? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's happening inside the four walls of that club. And, you know, it's I suppose football is busy. Sport is, is a business, so if, if the results aren't coming, then questions are going to be asked. And um, I never like to see it happen, um, whether it's at our club or another club. But unfortunately, that's uh, that's how the game goes sometimes. And I'm sure, like Corrigan, will get another opportunity at a club and do well, and, and Sydney will bounce back as well. Now we speak to your coach, Cal Beard, a fair bit over the over the last sort of 12 to 18 months. And he comes across as a very calm, cool and collected guy. But what is he like on game day? Is he different on game day to what he is during the week? Uh, he's very uh, calm and, and very collected in the way he, he approaches it and doesn't too often uh, give any rockets through the week. He's, um, I suppose, with a young group. He wants to nurture them and get them through and give them confidence, which I think is really important. But... Definitely he does click into a different gear come game day and it's business and 
he's a winner and he wants to win. And sometimes, you know, he, he has to have those tough conversations or, or say how he's feeling. And um, because he's not over doing it all the time, I think it always happens. So um, he, he, in my opinion, gets the balance perfect. So this Saturday night, 7.15, take on Sydney FC. The home form this year has been sensational. 6-0 in our second game after our 3-0 win against Central Coast. Uh, Melbourne City was that absolute demolition. Are we just expected to roll up and see the same thing again this Saturday night, Ryan? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You know, we're, we're just going to focus on the process and focus on what we know we do well, and, and that's bring intensity and, and work hard for each other. And We have a lot of belief in our game plan and know that um, if we fight for one another and put our best foot forward, we'll be in with a good opportunity. So just uh, I want to drill down on that a little bit more, Ryan. As a player, you know that when your team has had a good preseason, you know that you're in a really good position, you're potentially flying, and you come out in the first few weeks, you get those results. Did you, I mean, you probably didn't expect to win 6-0 against Melbourne City, but did you, after those games, think, nah, we, we know we're pretty good, or at least we know we're in a good position, that it's not a shock that maybe everyone else in the football world thinks that it is? I certainly believed in the group. Um, we've been in and around the mark for the last three seasons, making the semi-finals, and with a young group, I knew they were going to... Well, I was hoping they would take another step this year. Um, being in our system for a, a bit of time, I, I thought they were ready um, as individuals to really step up, and I thought uh, to get those results early is a massive confidence boost for them. Um, gives them the belief of what they can do at the level, and and I think that's what where the result came from. So I was really, I, I believe in the group, and I knew what we could achieve, and I, I'm really happy that early on we got those results. But we know that nothing comes easy, and we need to continue with that process and working hard every single game. It is exciting to see the young South Australians coming through and, and Carl giving them a, an opportunity, but obviously they have to put the work in to, to get selected. Out of that young group, who are the one or two that really catch your eye? You think, yeah, this kid's going to be a star. <laughs> this is a question I don't like answering. I think they've all got one potential. Well, that's why I gave you a couple. You can spread it out a little. <laughs> uh, it's, they honestly all have uh, wonderful potential. And, you know, we've been lucky to, to see a few of them get their chances. Um, you know, Panash Madonna, Johnny Yaw, Nestorio, um, Bernard Oliveira coming off the bench. But, and Giuseppe Bovellina as well, when he's got his chances done, absolutely brilliantly. But we've still got another two or three, to be honest, that are at the moment sitting in the stands waiting for their chance. And I think they have just as much of a chance as the players who are showing at the moment. I'm talking of Luka Jovanovic, um, Bailey O'Neill, players like this. Um, we really do have a, a great group at the moment and they have all the potential in the world. It's, it's down to them and what they want to achieve. And um, I'm a big believer in driving those team standards and that team-first approach. And if we're able to be successful as a team, I think individually they'll all reach their goals of where they want to get to. Yeah, they certainly will. The local talent is sensational at the moment for Adelaide United. I want to ask about someone who's not part of that local talent. He's come from overseas. He's come from England. It's Ryan Tunnicliffe. We spoke with him last week. What's his influence been like at the club? I mean, he's come from some pretty good clubs uh, in obviously the Premier League and the lower divisions in England. Yeah, he's got um, a great deal of experience um, and he brings a real calming influence on our team. Um, I think when you've seen him come on, and important moments in the game, he's really dictated and controlled the, the momentum. And um, he's an important character for us to have around the group because, of course, it's nice having these uh, young, exciting players, but we need to have some experience heads around them. And he brings that, um, you know, over, over 10 years in the championship and, like you said, some some very big clubs. And I think over three months ago, so we're very fortunate to have him and he's going to 
I want to ask you about you personally. Um, are you a relaxed character before the game? Do you have any pre-game rituals that you do? Um, uh, I would say I'm probably... I'll, not, I don't think I'm relaxed, but I'm definitely ready. Um, so I'm just trying to make sure everyone's everyone's focused. Obviously, it's been a switch in the last couple of years as I've been lucky enough to get an opportunity with leadership with the group and my attention's more so turned to making sure the whole team and group's focused, not just myself. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoy seeing other people flourish and, and, and excel. So whilst getting myself ready, I'm just making sure everyone's focused and knows the work that we need to do because nothing in, in, in life comes easy and football's the same. And what about away from the game? What do you do to relax away from the club? Yeah, so I'm uh, quite busy. I also um, am studying to be a teacher, so I have a couple of opportunities in and around schools with, with soccer and um, learning assistant op- uh, jobs as well. Um, so do that and also have a young family and, and a couple of dogs that, that keep me on my toes and keep me busy. So, um, yeah, I love it and I'm very lucky to to have a lot of things happening in my life to, to I suppose, take my mind away from the games. I think sometimes that's really important because... It doesn't always go as you want it to and have other focuses to turn your attention to and, and to reset. Um, that's definitely helped me as a So speaking of which, just before we let you go, Ryan, we asked um, we asked Tunnicliffe about which team he goes for and he was he's an extremely passionate Manchester United uh, supporter. Do you, Are you similar in terms of a Premier League team or uh, another team that you might follow or is it as simple as, no, nah, I don't play for them, so it's just Adelaide United? <laughs> um, I do. I think most players you'll find do have a Premier League team, and I'm on Team Ryan with that one. So I'm also a Man United yes. supporter, but I did. We, we try to keep that a little bit quiet because it's not the most successful time at the moment. <laughs> he said <but> that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, as a big club, uh, they bounce back and get things right and be successful again. Uh, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Really appreciate your time. Uh, good luck against Sydney FC on Saturday night uh, there at home. Big crowd. I'm sure the Reds fans will stream in and uh, maybe go for 7 or 8 nil this time. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. That'll be nice. Uh, but thanks for the support. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan Kiddo from yeah. Adelaide United. Um, just enjoying. It sounds like he's walking the dogs there, Mins. He's he's got a busy life, but he's he's somewhat relaxed, like the other Ryan yes. that we spoke with, which is important at the highest level. You need to have that temperament, and particularly in a leadership role, which is in now, which is great to see. Yeah, Ryan Kiddo there. Um, thanks to Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under the one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear in store or online. Men's new segment. New segment. We don't I'm, have a stinger yet. We don't. We'll have one next week, but I'm very excited uh, with this segment. It's called Top of the Tree. So we're going to have a look at who is at the top of the tree in our power rankings, my power rankings. We're going to have 10 teams that are going to be in the power rankings. We're going to have a look at who's in the tree. Uh, and so what this is going to be, I'm going to cover, I don't think this is done before, Bonds, I'm going to cover Australian sport. 
Right. So I'm not just going to do one sport and have 10 to 1. I'm going to go across the Australian sport and compare them and put them together. So what so we, whether it be team or individual? It will be team. So right. effectively, um, at the moment, the Australian sports that we're looking at that are currently on the NBL, the A-League, the WBBL and the AFLW. So yes. there's four there. When the Big Bash comes in, that will be part of it as well. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have our top 10 each week. And I'm going to have a look the following week at who has fallen out of the tree, who's fallen out right. of our top 10. I like now, it. That's going to go off previous week's rankings. We don't have any previous rankings, but I have got one team that's fallen out of the tree. Oh, oh, well, they're, they're, you haven't got them in the tree yet, no, but they're I already out. But they are already out. And the reason being is what's happened in their last three games. So it's the Brisbane Heat in the Big Bash women's competition. They have lost two of their last three games after going 4-0. and They looked super the first four games, but they have stumbled and just fallen out of the tree momentarily. So they are okay. the team that is fallen out of the tree. Let's have a look at who is on the lower branches in the tree. And coming in at number 10... It is South East Melbourne Phoenix in the NBL. So they've won four of their past five games. They have the best offense in the NBL at the moment. I'm loving what they're doing. They are in the lower branches, but they are in the tree. And just added Daniel Johnson to their lineup as a replacement player. Exactly right. So I think they could stay in the tree for a few weeks. At number nine, I've gone to the Wellington Phoenix in the A-League. They're third on the table with two wins and a draw. They've scored seven goals. They got three against. In their last game, they were, they won five two. So there, it's. I think it's really important for the A League that Wellington is good because it it brings the, all of New Zealand up with it, and uh, they've started really well there at number nine. Couple of phoenixes on the bottom. Exactly right. Uh, on the bottom of the tree, but they're in the tree at least. At number yes. eight, it is the Sydney Thunder in the WBBL. They're 5-1. They knocked off the heat in their last game. They've got a really strong net run rate, a really nicely balanced team across the park. So the the 11 that they put out there are looking really good at the moment, and they're currently number eight in our rankings. Uh, we'll go to number seven. Oh, this could be high. You might think these guys are too high for mine, but I love what they're doing. The Tasmanian Jack Jumpers in the NBL. They're number seven in my rankings, even though they're fourth on the NBL table. They've got uh, a, yeah, I don't have an issue with this at all. I think they're a very good team. They've got a five and four win loss record, but they've lost some really close ones and they have beaten the best teams in the competition. Uh, one of those teams will feature in our top 10, but they are nice. They are just sitting nicely on the lower branches, Tasmania, but they could easily make their way up. As we move to number six, it is Melbourne victory in the A-League. Two wins to start the year, 5-3 and 2-0. Looking very good. And then they obviously drew with the top team, Adelaide United, on the weekend. So I think they're going to be thereabouts, Melbourne victory. And they come in at number six on our rankings. And coming off the bottom of the ladder last year as well. It's been impressive so far. At number five, the Adelaide Strikers, WBBL. They're the reigning champs. They're about midway up the tree at the moment. They are top of the table. They've won their last four. They got a six and two win loss record. They look primed and ready to go back to back. I reckon that's a little low. Yeah, I, <laughs> I when but I was, we'll wait and see who's yes, ahead of them. We nah, they, they easily could have been higher, but I think I've got four pretty good teams okay. in the tree here that are starting to make their way up the top of the branches, up towards the top, and at number four. It is the Melbourne Demons AFLW side. They finished with an 8-2 win-loss record. They had a close loss to Brisbane on the weekend, but before that game, they looked like the best team in the competition. So it could cost them. They they still every shot to go back-to-back, but it might cost them a home final, a home grand final, sorry. It but will. they still look very impressive, uh, and they are number four on our rankings. You happy um, with them there? Uh, yeah, I don't mind them there. Number three? 
At number three, uh, very close to the top of the tree, but the Adelaide Crows AFLW side, nine and one. They've got a home final. Their offense looks great. They don't appear to have any weaknesses across their best 18 at least. And uh, they're going to play Brisbane this week. Now, I could have put them in the top two, but I think Brisbane is flying. So I don't think they're a certainty to win this weekend. I still will pick them. But the Adelaide Crows, they are high up in the tree. They are close to the top, but they come in at number three. Okay. Well, there must be two very good teams ahead of the of this group. There is. At number two, it's Melbourne United in the NBL. They have an 8-2 and two win-loss record. They have been the best team in the comp so far, and this is a statistic that backs that up. They are 4-0 and away from home. Now, we know that in the NBL, teams don't travel that well. That's a very impressive win-loss record. Their two losses this year, they lost to Tasmania, the team we really like by five. Yep. And in overtime the other night. So effectively, they've only lost one of their 10 matches in regulation so far this season. They are, for mine, the best team in the NBL at the moment. It's why they're number two and they are just underneath the top rung at the top of the trees. And technically, their players, they're better players in the first minute. And there was probably a foul on Matthew delivered over to put them over the line. So, so by, the sounds of, by the sounds of what you're saying, the strikers at five, you're not as fussed with now with the teams that I've no, put in good. there so far. I like it. And at number one, look, maybe a little bit of bias here, but I've gone with Adelaide United in the A-League. They have two wins and a draw, but it's the, the way they've won these games. 6-0 over Melbourne City. And Melbourne City have been unbelievable for the past three seasons, potentially further. And 3-0 against last year's champions, Central Coast Mariners. They look unreal. I was worried about Craig Goodwin going, what would happen. But the young players that have come in that Ryan Kiddo mentioned and the offensive game plan that Carl Viet has developed and and they are absolutely nailing to a tee at the moment makes them probably the most attractive team in Australian sport at the moment to watch which is why I have Adelaide United at the top of the tree I love it really good segment men's Uh, I know you spent a lot of time putting that together so every week we'll have that a review of the tree yes and then we'll see who's who's falling falling out out, yes who falls out of the tree who jumps who climbs up into the tree um, that's excellent. So uh, I can give you that again. At the top, Adelaide United, then Melbourne United in the NBL, the Adelaide Crows, the Demons, the Strikers, Melbourne Victory at number six, Tassie Jack Jumpers at seven. They'll go out of the tree after the Sixers thump them on Saturday night. <laughs> Sydney Thunder, uh, uh, Wellington Phoenix, and Southeast Melbourne Phoenix finish off the tree. Yeah, so a really good spread there. I'll, I'll put three NBL teams in, three A League teams in, a couple of WBBL teams, and a couple of AFLW sides in. So the big bash will come into this when that starts. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd go Australian sport and uh, have a look at who is currently the best side in all of Australian sport, and that's Adelaide United for mine. ABL just around the corner too. Yep, so our good friends at uh, the Giants. The Giants, if if they can do what they did last year, they'll certainly feature. They'll be part of the tree without a doubt. Wow, I like that, men's. Uh, that's good. And you can text in 0427-154-166. Let us know what you think. Who yeah. should be in the tree? Who should be out of the tree? If I've missed a team, if I've missed your team, let me know. I'd love the feedback. Um, if you're happy with a few of them in there, also let us know. And if you'd like someone taken out, then give us a good reason. And uh, that will certainly get mentioned next week, next Thursday night, in Top of the Tree. Now, men's, we've only got a couple of minutes to go, but before we go, we should have a, a, a little bit of a fun. And um, I think, like last night, the, the Poms won. But, <laughs> they did. But, you know, this happened, which made everyone smile. Oh, he's got himself into an awful position. He's trying to be creative. It is a shot we've seen from Root in the past. 
Well, the position he finds himself in here is one he has played all around the ground. Absolute nutmeg straight through his legs. Cannons into middle stumps. Yeah, there we go. Joe Root getting bold there. I mean, it was a good moment for the Netherlands. They didn't have many last night. Uh, no. <laughs> England but bold between his legs. Yeah. Like, he just got... It, it just got in the end, just stood there. The ball went between his legs. I mean, it's, and it was all over. It sums up his tournament. Have you seen what after yeah. his first two innings where he made over sixty? Yeah, he hasn't made over twenty. Now he made twenty eight last night, Joe Root, but he has struggled just like England have. And uh, nine for three hundred and thirty nine they made last night. England in the fifty overs. Netherlands were never going to chase that down. All out for one hundred and seventy nine. So. England win by 160 runs. Um, we talked about it being for the wooden spoon bonds and that there was nothing on the line. There is one thing on the line. Uh, you want to finish in the top eight teams yes. to make the ICC Champions Trophy. Now, yes. England, as it stands, are currently in seventh position. So there's a game to go. Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and Netherlands are all on the same amount of points. So I'm hoping they fall to ninth and they just miss out. <laughs> Jeez, we've been hard on, we have, on, we? on the English in the last week or so, but I think well-deserved. Yes. They've been talking themselves up for, for two years and baz balls in the dictionary. What a joke that is. It's uh, Yeah, it's unbelievable. But hey, uh, men's, it's great. We've uh, got to wrap things up. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all again from 6pm. Uh, See you then.